Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. Today's episode number eight is all about shipping. People thinking about selling online tend to be fearful from the confusion of shipping. Why is that? Fear no more, Wayne. (laughs) Okay, I won't. (laughs) Mainly because they tend to overthink the process. Mm -hmm. It can be overwhelming for someone getting started to sell online. Well, that's a concern for me, too. I've had some real shipping disasters, and it's said that you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. And that's certainly been the the case for me. The first time that I've downsized, and we've downsized three times in the past 15 years, and finally got it right on the last one. (laughs) But the first time I downsized, I started selling off some of my collectibles. And one of the items that I sold was an artillery shell lamp. Oh. from World War One, It's called trench art. And a soldier had taken an empty uh, artillery shell and put a base on it and ran electrical wires and, and such through it. Uh, and it was a real neat piece because it was inscribed with dates and, and that sort of thing. But I sold it and I didn't want it to get rattled when it was shipped. So I put it in a box and carefully packed it and made sure it couldn't roll around and that sort of thing. Well, I got an email from the buyer a few days later that said it arrived damaged. I could not believe it. This is an artillery shell fired from big guns Mm. and it doesn't survive shipping from Virginia to Ohio. But the second time it happened uh, that something important arrived damaged, I finally said, oh, I know what's going on here. And the second one was a handmade banjo. It was really interesting the way that the the guy made it. He uh, lived in the mountains of North Carolina and didn't have access to fancy shop tools. So he bent the wood for the rim and sections and put it all together. It was just a marvelous instrument. And I sold that one, and I really didn't want it to arrive damaged. So I I put it in its case. I padded under the headstock, around the sides. I I just didn't want it to be Mm -hmm. damaged. So I got it nice and snug, and then I put the uh, the banjo in the case, the case in a box, and then I put packing around the box and then taped the box up. Well, it arrived damaged, too. The bridge had been knocked off and some other things. And then it finally uh, occurred to me one day when I was grabbing a carton of milk out of the refrigerator. Yes. And I noticed in the milk how plastic milk cartons have that little indentation in the side if it's a gallon. And, and of course, those are put in there so that if the bottle of milk gets shaken or dropped or something like that, the, the little indentations will pop out to make room so it doesn't bust the bottle. And I thought, okay, here's what I did wrong. I packed it too tightly. And that's a no-no. So it took me a couple of times before I learned that lesson. How would you recommend that shippers pack their items? 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. I had a eBay workshop. I do eBay workshops on a regular basis with the post office in Florida and Georgia. A postmaster secretary told me and to the group that you should be mm-hmm. able to, when you package your item, you should be confident that you can stand with your arms extended and drop your package and have mm-hmm. absolutely no fear of it breaking. Because that's about how far it would go through a conveyor belt or if it dropped from conveyor belts. And it makes total sense. So the important thing is to use, in my opinion as well, is large bubbles. So if you use large bubbles, that gives it room for extra cushion in -hmm. addition to double boxing. But in this situation, I would have I would have definitely bubble wrapped the item. The what was it called? Well, the first one was uh, an artillery shell lamp. Right. Well, that one would have been a little more tricky. Was it an odd shape? Well, it was like an artillery shell, but then the soldier put a brass base on yeah. the bottom of it. And then the usual paraphernalia that holds the lampshade up and the electrical connections where you put the bulb in. And did it include the lampshade? No. Oh, okay. I, uh, no. Yeah. I didn't ship the shade. Let <laughs> yeah. him buy his own shade. Yeah, I've I've sold lamps before and I've shipped the shade. Don't say that too fast. Ship 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 <laughs> ship the shade. Careful, this is a G-rated program. <laughs> in a separate box. So right, yeah, right. there was just it was just too risky to have that shade damaged. So right. yeah, in that situation. But what I've learned, especially with the the items that have the little fine details, mm-hmm. that like um, you said, what was it? The was it a violin? A banjo. A banjo. Right. When you have all those fine details and you said you put bubble wrap in between the strings? No, around the edges of the uh, of the banjo in the case. Right. Uh, wrapped around the edges of it between the banjo and the case so it wouldn't slip around inside. But I didn't use bubble wrap. Oh. I used newspaper. Yikes. Yikes. Now, newspaper flattens. In shipping. Does it? Yes. So as it gets ruffled around, it flattens. So if you've ever crumpled mm-hmm. up a newspaper and and pushed it together, it'll mm-hmm. eventually flatten out. So right. I've seen I've I've bought things on eBay and when I when it arrived, it had newspaper in it and the newspaper was all flattened inside. Mm-hmm. So my item was bouncing around in Right. By the time it arrived to me, and it bounced around to to like a rock tumbler, it's right. gonna you know flatten everything out. So newspaper is not a good idea on especially fragile items. I'll use newspaper for corner padding after my bubble wrap, but in mm-hmm. in the situation that you were talking about, I would have bubble wrapped it and then slid a cardboard funnel like a mm-hmm. tube. A cylinder, a cardboard cylinder right. over that, mm-hmm. over top of the bubble to keep okay. keep that secure. And then probably um, had the case off to the side just because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to close it now because you've right. got that bubble and then the cardboard. So right. it's like you have to double double duty on those really fragile items with, you know, bubble wrap and then cardboard and then inside your box and then popcorn. 
Oh, and then popcorn. Okay. Well, uh, one of my favorite things to deal with when I get a box <laughs> is the popcorn. Not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, tell me about bubble wrap. If my concern is packing too tightly, mm -hmm. then how does bubble wrap give? Why are big bubbles better than small bubbles? I understand that one works better than the other, but why? Because of the padding and the cushioning. So like with your milk cart, your milk jug, you know, it expands right. and the bubbles, right. big bubbles will do that where little bubbles will collapse because hmm. they're so thin. So there's not that extra padded cushioning in the bubbles. So I've learned from experience too. I've had my fair share of items breaking. And mm -hmm. once I learned about big bubble wrap, and it is a little more pricey than, mm -hmm. you know, the small bubble wrap, but it's definitely worth the investment. Sounds like it. What items do you ship regularly give you the most concern about breakage? I've sold a lot of um, Harley Davidson replicas that were the Franklin Mint miniatures that had right. a lot of parts from your little mini windshield to your handlebars to your... And when I first started selling these, because I had a consignment client bring me probably about 30 of them, the first couple of them broke. And it mm -hmm. was because I put, I bubble wrapped it, protected them all. I was 100% sure. However, I put it in the case. And that's when I learned that that was not a good idea. So because it had a case that went over the top that was plastic, clear plastic. Right. So my my idea was bubble wrap this thing up, set the case lid on top of it because it wouldn't close completely. And right. then sure enough, the pedal would be broken or the windshield or something on the bike would be broken. And luckily I've insured it. So, right. you know, we're both covered. However, I learned the hard way that I had to use a bigger box. So I had to increase my shipping a little bit and I had to right. make use larger boxes so that I could bubble wrap the plastic case separately. Right. And then right. my motorcycle on the other side with proper bubble wrap and then wrap cardboard around that. And that's how I learned that the hard way, <laughs> mm -hmm. how important that was. Okay. This is a good place to take a break. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Dealers, you don't have to build your own reference library. WorthPoint has done it for you. With WorthPoint's digital library, you can access over 1,000 books on antiques and collectibles in one convenient place. Find the info you need quickly. Search books by title or author or subject. Dig deep using a keyword search. Don't waste time digging through pages of Google results. Get there quicker with WorthPoint. For a 7-day, seven 7-lookup seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. You mentioned insurance. One of my early bad experiences, or shall I say learning experiences, was that various shipping companies, UPS and Postal Service and FedEx, have their own rules about how things need to be packaged and what size tape you have to use and you know all of that. And that if you didn't follow their rules when you shipped it, sometimes the clerk's not going to tell you that when you turn it in. You don't find that out until you try to make a claim. Right. So how do you deal with that sort of issue? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because when early on, 
I shipped a few items with FedEx and FedEx would actually, I had an antique vase and the person said that it was broken. And so when I tried to file my claim, FedEx actually went to her house and got the box and then, um, and the item. And they said that I did not properly package it Mm. and oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) So after that happened, I never would recommend FedEx unless Mm -hmm. it was a very heavy item that was not breakable. Right. So even if I had a heavy breakable item, I would not use FedEx. So let's get get back to, to insurance. How do you decide what to insure one of your packages for? Well, the great thing about priority mail with the United States Postal Service is you're automatically insured when you use priority mail up to $50. Now, if mm-hmm. you're an eBay power seller, which I am, you're automatically insured up to $100. Mm-hmm. So I'm always covered if the item is low, you know, below $100, I'm safe and I don't have to mm-hmm. pay anything extra. Now, mm-hmm. if it's over $100, of course, I will add on, like when I shipped a $400 Barbie doll, even though it was lightweight and I could have shipped first class, I still went priority mail and added the insurance to it because right. you have to be safe. Also, the claim process with the United States Postal Service is very easy to use. So mm-hmm. I want to recommend to everybody getting started to go to usps.com and create an account. It's totally Mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. And when you create an account, you can order free shipping supplies. You can order free boxes, priority mail boxes, of course, and priority mail shipping supplies. But it makes it easy also when if you ever need to file a claim and and Mm -hmm. you can log right in and put in your eBay account number and everything or your eBay item number and upload photos and get a check in the mail within 10 days. Really? Yes. Have you have you ever made a claim that you didn't get paid on? I don't think so. Now that you mention mm-hmm. it, I've mm-hmm. I've had really good uh, luckily I don't have very many claims. But right. um the few that I've had, it's pretty fast. So the customer, Mm -hmm. that's why it's important when your customer contacts you and says the item is damaged. First thing you do is write to them very quickly and ask them for photos of the box. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they haven't thrown that away. So photos of the packaging material, the box, and then of course the details of the item along with photos so that that helps um, your claim. And then mm-hmm. most of the time um, you can, you know, you when you're looking at the photos and you can say, oh, darn, you know, that that definitely cracked or, or chipped or broke, then you can go file my claim and then I refund my customer because right. I don't want them to sit around waiting for me to get my check or anything like that. So I just, I'm confident I'm going to get my, my claim will go through and then I just refund them. It's not good business practice to say, well, I'll get back to you when I hear from them or, you know, stall them. When we were uh, kicking around ideas for uh, episodes and we talked about uh, an episode for shipping, 
You mentioned something to me called pre-shipping. What is pre-shipping? Because <laughs> I have no idea. Yes. Now, pre-shipping is a word, is a term that my daughter actually approached me with because she just opened her first Etsy shop. She makes mm -hmm. macrame um, plant hangers and very cool right. macrame art work. Right. And she said, Mom, I can't, I'm afraid to get started because of the the pre-shipping confusion. And I was like, I've never heard this term. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and she said, well, I need to know ahead of time how much it's going to cost me in shipping my items because some of her plant right. hangers are very big. And it was interesting because I told, well, I told her that you have to put in your weight and your measurements, go to usps.com and put in your weight, your measurements, put it on a shipping scale, put all your um, packaging material on the shipping scale and just set it there. You don't have to box it up or anything, but put everything mm -hmm. on the shipping scale, maybe add a little bit extra. We live in Florida, so I told mm -hmm. her to put in 90210 zip code. Mm -hmm. It's right. easy to remember. Everybody knows 90210. <laughs> right. And it's the farthest point from Florida to California. Right. And I, with the exception of Alaska and Hawaii, of course. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact, she actually had to ship one to, to Alaska. And it wasn't um, as bad as she had thought. It was a little right. bit more, but it wasn't as bad. So she, as a new seller on Etsy, she told me that Etsy um, in her groups was talking about uh, app, or excuse me, I, it, I don't think they have an app, but it's a website called Pirate Ship. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. I used to collect pirate ships. Did you? I'm only kidding. Oh. Go ahead. Arr. <laughs> Arr. <laughs> well, pirate ship. I thought it was okay. fascinating. So I researched mm -hmm. it. I went in and took a look. And actually, I talked to our, our CEO at WorthPoint, and he actually has been using pirate ship for the last week. Really? Yes. And I have never heard of it before. That's new to me. Yes. So we're all kind of learning about pirate ship. I haven't mm -hmm. used them yet, but what I did mm -hmm. like about them was I could go to their website and I could actually put in my weight and measurements and all my packaging and right. get a price very quickly, actually quicker mm -hmm. than USPS. So, really? yeah. So that was like my advantage of using that service. But my daughter, it opened up a whole new world for her to make it take that fear away. So right. the pre-shipping term came into play because she needed to know before she listed it approximately how much to add to her costs because she mm -hmm. wanted to have free shipping. Her research showed the most of the sellers selling macrame had free shipping, so she wanted free shipping, but she didn't want to lose a lot of money. Right. We all know, uh, you know, things are not free. <laughs> sure. So. Yeah. But it's interesting that that makes a difference. Yes. I bought a couple of books yesterday on Amazon. And even though I am a member of Amazon Prime and, and would get free shipping right. anyway on new items, this was a used book. There were two books. It was the same one, two different sellers. And one of them said free shipping. 
And the other one was a lower price, but you add in shipping, which is roughly $4 for a book mm -hmm. on Amazon. And so the price came out within a few cents of one another. And I went with one with free shipping simply because I thought that, that to me, it made the seller seem more conscientious. There, very good point. So that's why I bought the one with the free shipping. And I've heard that uh, eBay, when you do a search, that they give priority eBay gives priority to listings that have free shipping. Is there any truth to that? That is true. And Etsy does the same. Mm -hmm. So if you have free shipping, the perk of it is you're going to be mm -hmm. higher in search. They're going to show right. those free shipping items first. So right. you want to keep that in mind um, when you're shopping on, on the different sites. But mm -hmm. as I pointed out to her, you you're going to need to add when you when you put in 90210 shipping price from Florida to California whatever that price is you're going to add that extra to the your asking price so that you cover your butt okay well uh, we've talked about uh, bubble wrap and newspaper and insurance and all those things related to to shipping but one topic we haven't covered uh, is boxes Yes. And boxes is what protects everything else against the world. So do you have any thoughts about what sort of boxes should be used? Well, the great thing about eBay is if you have an eBay store, you mm -hmm. will actually get um, a coupon code to order free boxes and free eBay branded shipping supplies. Really? So you want to take advantage of that. And then on the USPS.com website, you can go and order priority mail boxes and, and mm -hmm. Tyvek bags and right. flat rate envelopes, flat rate padded envelopes on mm -hmm. the, the site. Now, UPS mm -hmm. will supply you when you join the UPS website. You can order shipping supplies from them as well, and they're free. There's no reason to spend money, in my opinion, on boxes. So let's let's kind of recap here. Um, the w when someone has a fear about uh, shipping, what they can do to address that is first of all pay attention to the packing materials, the bubble wrap, uh, what size you're using, and and how it's wrapped, and and how the package is put together. They need to ensure the package and have a good box. But that's really just about it, right? I mean, it really seems to be pretty pretty straightforward. So, Dana, we come to the end of Episode 8. Yes, Wayne, we can flip it around and not be afraid to ship items we sell online. Well, good for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dana, thanks. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It. Brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.